Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast, where it's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. So excited about this month. We have been seeing a tremendous move of God in all of our meetings. We just finished up some great, great meetings in California, saw some wonderful miracles take place, and so looking forward to seeing all the wonderful things God is going to do this month. We've got some great meetings taking place October 15th in Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to be at Kingdom Connection Ministries. Uh, Two services going to be Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and then Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. If you're interested in going, you can very simply go to our website and get all the information. But it's Kingdom Connection Ministries in Huntsville, Alabama. And then we've got Advanced Birmingham on November 3rd and 4th. We would absolutely love to see you there. We are getting emails from people that are coming from all over the country going to be here. We are expecting a great, great uh, turnout of people, great revelation, great manifestations of the power of God. We're going to see so many wonderful people get set free, healed, restored. And we're all going to advance in the things of God, advance in the call of God upon our lives, the grace and giftings upon ourselves and all that God has called us to do. I'm so excited to see what God is going to do. But mark your calendars. It's November 3rd and 4th. Put it in your phone. We're also doing something special. We're going to start doing it each advanced conference uh, and each of the regional ones. We're going to be having a special partner breakfast on that Saturday morning. So It is absolutely free for all of our partners, but you do need to register for it so that we can make sure that we have enough space and enough food for everyone. But I'm really looking forward to it, something I've wanted to do for quite some time, just to give me a chance just to sit down with our partners, uh, just to personally say thank you, to tell you about some things we've been able to accomplish this past year, and also some things that we have uh, in preparation for the next year, for 2024, some different projects we're working on, and some different things behind the scenes nobody knows about just yet, but we'll let you in on it. So make sure to register. You can very simply go to chadgonzalez.com, click on the events tab, and then uh, click on Advanced Birmingham to be able to register. So we're really, really excited about that. And there's some big things that's going to be taking place, some some big, big announcements we're going to uh, let you in on at Advanced Birmingham as well. So you want to make sure and be there. Well... Uh, let's get into our, our message for this month. I'm really excited about this. This is something I've been kind of chewing on, looking at in Scripture, and kind of going back to the basics, so to speak, when it comes to some of these Scriptures on healing. You know, there's not a lot of just blatant, in-your-face Scriptures regarding healing in the New Testament. And what I mean by that is that if you're reading through the New Testament, there's just not a lot of Scriptures that specifically mention healing. Um, one of the three that people, well, actually, not even three, the two that people pretty much center on in the New Testament outside of what you see in the Gospels is 1 Peter 2.24 and then James chapter 5, verse 14 through 17. And so I want to take a little time and look at James chapter 5. We hear a, a, quite a bit about 1 Peter 2.24, and I've been doing quite a bit of teaching on it over this last year. It's, it's interesting because over the last 20 years, in teaching on healing, I've, I've primarily gone at it simply from our union of Christ and, and going and looking at all the in Christ scriptures in the New Testament and Paul's letters to the churches. 
But this last year, the Lord really led me back to 1 Peter 2.24, Isaiah 53.4 and 5. And I began to see them from a different perspective because of where I've been going at it in regards to healing from the perspective of our union. It really made me see Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, 1 Peter 2, 24 differently as well as here in James chapter 5. So let's take a look at James chapter 5, verse 14. I'm going to read this to you out of a couple of different translations. First of all, I'm going to read it to you out of the New King James Version. It says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified Version. This is James chapter 5, verse 14, Amplified. It says, Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And then now of the Passion Translation, I get it. This is not a, uh, a word-for-word translation. It's more kind of a, a paraphrase, so to speak. But it's really, really good here. James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 out of the, the Passion Translation says, Are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they've committed any sins, they will be forgiven. So there are several things I want to point out here in James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. First of all, first of all, this is James, okay? This is James, one of the apostles. He's one of the leaders of the church of the day. And if anyone had a a really good understanding of Jesus' perspective in regards to healing for the church, James would be a pretty good one to listen to and see what he has to say. And I want you to notice James' perspective on healing. He makes this statement. He says, is anyone among you sick? In other words, This isn't supposed to be normal for people to be sick in the church. Now, again, in stating that, I'm not criticizing, I'm not condemning, I'm not putting down anyone, any believer in the body of Christ that's dealing with any type of sickness or any type of disease. I'm not not criticizing, putting down at all. But what I'm trying to help us understand is that we have the wrong perspective, at least many of us do, we have the wrong perspective when it comes to sickness and disease and what is normal for us you see the problem is we have all grown up we were born we've all grown up in this cursed society this cursed world in which we understand that sickness and disease is normal under the curse it's normal for the sinner like you don't see the sinner going around believing to get sick Sickness and disease is just normal for them because there is a flow of death in their life because of their connection. But you and I, because of salvation, when we get born again, we are dead to sin. And if we're dead to sin, thus we are also dead to sickness and disease because sin is the root, or you could say it's the source. And sickness and disease, it is the fruit. It is the byproduct of sin. Not because someone sinned necessarily, but because of the sin of Adam and what was released into the earth. 
So this is why the Apostle Paul tells us so many times we are to renew our mind, we're to change the way we think. And that's what I'm endeavoring to do is help us to get the proper perspective, to get a heavenly perspective of the way that you and I, as born-again, spirit-filled believers, are to live on this earth, that we are to live in this earth, living from heaven while we walk through the earth. And James is giving you the proper perspective and asking a legitimate question. Hey, does there happen to be anybody in the church that's sick? It's like he's asking, hey, is there anyone, 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 (laughs) anyone here? Does there happen to be anyone here in the church that's sick? If so, this is what you need to do. Now, you can't ask that question in the modern day church. You can't ask, hey, does there happen to be anyone here that's sick? In reality, again, I don't mean this condemning. This is the way that it is, but we're working on changing our perspective. But you can't ask that question. In reality, in today's church, you have to ask the question, hey, is there anybody here that's healed? Is there anybody here that's healthy? Is there anyone here that's not sick? I would almost guarantee you that in the majority of cases, at the least, it's probably going to be half and half. Half the church healthy and half the church sick. Why do I say that? Because I travel all over the U.S., all over the world, and I see it over and over and over and over again. And it's why I'm so passionate about this, number one. Two, it's what God's called me to do, but I'm passionate about it because I see it all the time. And I'm tired of seeing Christians hurting. I'm tired to see of Christians dying. I'm tired of seeing it because I'm, the more I go at this and the, more, the further I go into it and the deeper I go into it, the more I see with such clarity in what Jesus actually provided for us. And we shouldn't have to be going through these things. In James chapter 5, James brings clarity for us in the church that sickness and disease should not be normal. In reality, we have accepted what is normal in the world to be normal in the church, and it should not be that way. This is a powerful passage of Scripture. James is giving us an adjustment here. Now, he's not meaning to, but he is. Because in light of the way the church is today, we have to ask ourselves the question, is there anyone sick? And watch all of the hands go up. Watch all of the hands go up that has some type of physical issue that they need healing that they're taking medication for, they're going to the doctor for, they're going to have to have a surgery for. And again, I'm not condemning anyone, I'm not criticizing anyone. I'm just, with as much grace and strawberries and sugar on top, trying to help us to see this is where things are at and this is where we need to be. And we have to humble ourselves and not be easily offended, but humble ourselves, take a step back and realize this is where we're at. We are far, 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 far away from where we're supposed to be. But once we recognize that, then we, can, then we can realize where we need to be. James shows us where we need to be. We should be able to ask the question in church, hey, is there anyone, does there happen to be anyone here that's struggling, they're sick, diseased? Does there happen to be anyone? Because if you were to ask that question today, if you were to call for a healing line of anybody that needs any type of physical healing, I guarantee you probably half the church is going to come up. And again, it's not condemning or criticizing, but it's where, where things are at. But hey, we're going to fix it. 
But so look, James chapter 5, verse 14, he says, is there anyone among you that's sick? Now, number two, I want you to notice, and please hear me out on this. I'm just reading scripture, but I want you to notice James's response to if there is someone sick. He said, call for the elders of the church, the leaders, the spiritual leaders, and let them pray over that person, the sick person, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Notice James does not say, call the doctor. James does not say, go get some medication. James does not say, go get a pill, go get a vaccine. Now, again, let me preface this by saying, I am not a medical doctor. I am not giving medical advice, nor am I criticizing or putting down the medical community at all. I've got many, many family members, friends that are medical professionals. Thank God for them. I always wanted to be a doctor, so I'm not, I'm not putting that down at all. But what I want to point out is that, number one, James, the leader, one of the leaders of the church, one of the 12 apostles, he says, hey, does there happen to be anyone among you that's sick? Okay, if there is, this is what I want you to do. Call for one of the spiritual leaders of the church and let them pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And as a result of that, the Lord's going to raise them up. And you know what? If they commit any sins, it will be forgiven them too. So James points out, number one, sickness is not supposed to be normal in the believer. If there happens to be a situation in which there is, he said, this is what I want you to do. Call for one of the spiritual leaders. This is James. This is his prescription. This is his advice here. He doesn't say, go look it up on Google or go make an appointment or get someone to check it out. He said, hey, this is what you need to do. Now, why would he do that? Because James had come up in an environment of being around Jesus, number one, and seeing how Jesus responded to sick people. Not only did James see what Jesus was doing, James also participated in this. Also, I want you to notice, James does not say, call for the lead apostle. Call for the, the main prophet. Call for the person who has a special healing anointing. James simply says, call for one of the spiritual leaders, the mature people. Call for one of the spiritual leaders of your church. Why would he do that? Because Jesus said in John 14, 12, whoever believes will do the same works and even greater works because I'm going to the Father. Jesus said, go into this world and preach the gospel and signs will follow those who believe. And a part of those signs was you lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. They will recover. James is pointing out sickness and disease is not normal in the church. But if it happens to be a situation where someone is sick, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call a spiritual leader. He didn't say anyone with a special title. He said, call one of the leaders, call one of the mature people. Now, it's interesting here in James chapter 5, verse 14, the word sick. James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. This word sick is not the, the usual word, Greek word that's used for sickness and disease. This Greek word is the Greek word kamno, K-A-M-N-O. And I'm sure I'm probably mispronouncing it, but kamno, kamno. And it can be translated as those who are weary and worn down. Typically, this is talking about someone who's, who's struggling, someone who's been beaten down, someone who's, who's super weary, 
you could say in some situations, this could be someone that's on their deathbed. In other words, you could say it like this. They're in such a, a situation, whether they're in dire pain or just so beat down emotionally, they just can't believe for themselves. And James says this, for those people, hey, call for a leader, call for a spiritual leader and let them pray over you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith or the, the claim of faith, some translations say, will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Isn't it interesting that this is James's advice? If there's someone in the church, a believer, a Christian, there's someone that's in the church that's in that situation, this is his advice. And so right here, we see some powerful, powerful truths. Again, I know I'm being repetitive on purpose, but again, no one's supposed to be sick. If they are, it's abnormal. If they are, hey, there's a solution for it. Call for one of the leaders. Let them pray. And notice the response, the result is, and the Lord will raise him up. See, we've been playing games too long in the church. I honestly don't believe that a lot of the people who preach on healing actually believe it. I mean, we, we kind of believe it, but when push comes to shove, when the rubber hits the road, when it's time to produce, we have to actually believe that when I put my hands on someone, when I lay hands on them, I'm releasing something into them. There's too many of us that are laying hands on people and just doing it very mechanically, doing it very rote, doing it because we're just supposed to do it, and there's really no faith in it. No, we need to know that when I put my hands on someone, the life of God is flowing out of me and flowing into that individual. We need to know that when I go to minister to them, I'm acting according to Scripture. They've called for me. I'm going to them. I'm laying hands on them. I'm going to make the claim of faith, the confession of faith, the declaration of faith. And as a result of me doing that, the Lord is going to raise them up. And yet if you are on the receiving side of that, you need to put your faith on that as well, that you're not just having someone just to come and, and give you a little pity party and, and be sorrowful and be you know, sad for you and give you a little pity prayer. No, you need to put your faith out there that when that individual comes in and they make the prayer of faith, they make the claim of faith, and they put their hands on you and they anoint you, you need to have the attitude of when hands are put on me, something supernatural is going, flowing out of them, flowing out of heaven, that they are the conduits of heaven, and it is flowing into my body, and it is working in me a miracle, a cure, a healing, that no matter what is going on in my body, no matter how severe, how serious, no matter even if the doctors have given me up for dead, even if I am at stage four cancer, and the last stages of it, and when they lay their hands on me, it is no different than Jesus putting his hands on me himself because they are extensions of him. They are ambassadors of him. They are releasers of heaven into my body. We need to get the perspective proper on both sides of it. That number one, it's not normal to be sick as the believer. And number two, if there is a believer that happens to be sick, they are just beat down they're in such a dire situation, they just can't believe for themselves, hey, you know what? The grace of God is so marvelous that you could call for one of the leaders in your church. And if that leader comes in there, they come in there believing, they come in there knowing they got something to give, and you know they're coming in there, and you know and believing that something's going to flow out of them and flow into you as soon as you touch them, my God, that's a recipe for a miracle. Notice, 
James's response for the sick person, the person that's beat down, he said, call for a leader. And when they come and pray the prayer of faith, God is going to raise you up. End of story. I mean, no ifs, ands, buts about it. It is an absolute. If there is sickness in a, in a person, in a believer, they're in a dire situation and they just can't believe for themselves. You can call for a leader of your church, a believer. Now, let me say this. Don't get upset with me. But if there is nobody in your church that you can call, there's no leader in your church that you can call that believes this, get out. Go find you a church that believes in healing. Go find you a church where you've got some faith buddies, where if you ever did get into a situation where you needed some help, you needed someone to hold you up, you need someone to come to pray the prayer of faith, the claim of faith over your body, you need that type of church. If you don't have one and you're going to one, get out of that one, go find you one. Everybody needs some faith buddies. Everybody needs to be in a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, faith-believing, healing-believing church. You need to have a place like that. You need to be able to have some spiritual leaders in your church that believes this. And this is the outcome for the person who's in this situation. James didn't say, go call for a doctor, go call for this, go call for that. He said, go call a leader. He didn't say, go call for an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He said, call for a leader, call for a mature one, and have them come pray the prayer of faith of you. And the end result is no other option, no other, no other result except for the Lord's going to raise you up. And then get this. This is, how, this is how wonderful God is. He said, even if this sickness, this disease, this physical problem is a result of you sinning or that person sinning, he said, you know what? If they commit any sins, it's going to be forgiven them. Isn't it interesting what James said, one of the spiritual leaders, because it kind of sounds something like what would happen with Jesus. And James would have seen this. What happened with Jesus and the paralyzed man? Jesus walked in and said, man, your sins are forgiven you. Everyone got their undies in a wad and said, who in the world does he think that he is? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus says, so that you would know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive, authority on earth to forgive. I say to you, man, take your bed, arise and walk. Notice this man, his issue was a sin issue. Now look. I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that if someone is sick, it's because they sin. But in that man's particular situation, it was because of sin. But Jesus didn't make him confess his sin. Jesus healed the man and the healing was the proof that he was forgiven. You also see this with the man at the pool of Bethesda. After Jesus heals him, Jesus leaves and then he comes and finds him later. And he tells him this, he says, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. In this man's situation, it was a result of sin too. But Jesus didn't make him confess his sin. Jesus didn't make him get all cleaned up so he could get healed. Well, if that was the case for the sinner, why would it be any different for the saint? Friend, the blood of Jesus is greater than your sin, and it's greater than your sickness, is greater than your disease. The grace of God is extravagant. The grace of God is magnificent. And the grace of God has provided so many ways for you and I to not only walk in divine health, but if we ever found ourselves in a situation where we needed healing to flow in our body, the grace of God is so great that God is so merciful. He has provided multiple ways 
And yet James, one of the leaders of the church, one of the lead apostles says, hey, if there just so happens to be someone in the church that's in a weak position, they're having a, a hard time, they're struggling to believe for themselves, I've got a simple solution. Call for one of the leaders of the church, have them come, pray over them, make the claim of faith, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, and the, the, the prayer of faith, that claim of faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Friend, I don't know about you, but that's, that's just good news to me. Oh my goodness, that's just such, such good news. And it just goes to show you how good God is and how much God wants you and I to be healed and whole in our bodies. It's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It just shows you the goodness and the graciousness of God. Wow. Well, I would encourage you, take James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, and do some meditating on it this month. Chew on it a little bit and let that change your perspective. Again, I'm being super repetitive on purpose, but let it change your perspective, number one, from the standpoint that sickness and disease is not supposed to be normal. Number two, let it change your perspective on what God's uh, prescription for healing was. Call for someone. Let them pray the prayer of faith of you. And number three, when they do pray for you, when they do lay hands on you, when they do anoint you, there's only one result that's going to take place. You're going to be healed. The Lord's going to raise you up. And you know what? If it was a result of sin, praise God, it'll be forgiven you too. That's just good, good news. That is wonderful news because our God is good. Well, friends, I love you so very much. If you're a partner with me, thank you so very much for your prayers, encouragement, support. Uh, we can't do what we do without you. And hey, we've been asking all of our partners to send us your picture. We are in the process of making a partner wall uh, in our office building, and I want your pictures. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just pull out your phone, take a selfie, and then email it to us at info at chadgonzalez.com. And in the subject line, just put partner picture. So take a selfie, send it to info at chadgonzalez.com. In the subject line, put partner picture, and we will print it out. And uh, oh, and also in that email, make sure and put your name and put your location. Give us your city and state and country. We want to make sure we have that. Also, again, make sure and register for Advanced Birmingham. And if you have not downloaded the app for your phone, we've got a tremendous app. Just go to Google Play or Apple Store and type in Chad Gonzalez Ministries. It'll pull up some great, great stuff there. And the last thing I want to make mention to you, for those of you that knew about the Way of Life broadcast on the It's Supernatural Network, great news, it is finally, and I mean finally, after a long time, it's finally come out. They just released the first couple of episodes. So you can go to ISN, you can go to YouTube, type in ISN or It's Supernatural Network, uh, type in Chad Gonzalez, The Way of Life, and you'll be able to find those. It's also available on Rumble and some other platforms. So hey, great things happening. We've also got a brand new book coming out at the Advanced Conference, some great news coming out. It's just going to be a great, great month uh, in October and going into November. So we'll see you next month for another episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast, where we're going to help you go even further and advance in the things of God.